24 Cross Media. back gmac and winnie coming at you with another edition of the outlaw blitz podcast big fella let's get dangerous good morning all man i'm kind of refreshed and it feels nice to be sitting here yeah it's i, I didn't i didn't know we put in a shit ton of work last week but it almost feels like two weeks off for whatever reason uh, I, I don't know. yeah it, it really wasn't two weeks off. it wasn't a missed week it yeah, was just we put it we all put in, in so one much day in, or in, 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 in a week three days yeah, yeah. yeah. um I have a glowing bee, you told me. Yes, you do. That was pretty cool. Notice that, your little microphone there that lit up the bee on the microphone. <laughs> um, if you ever see us on video in the now, because this has come out since we've done our last video, yeah. Highland's got the bee microphone, and it's all yellow cable, black and yellow honey hive around the thing. Yeah, It's pretty wild. Um, Sounds good, too. It does sound good. Came into Mr. Red, White, and Blue only, uh, you know, I think it had to happen. We are leading up to the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Um, and with that, you'll see our, our top five this week kind of goes along with that. Um, you know, it's crazy just to think how we got here from there. I How we got here, here. I mean, here yeah. in this day and age with, with this and we try not to do politics, but you're leaving our people behind, you know, the 13 empty seats at all the restaurants that are going out. Maybe that's the patriotism that's coming back. I hope. But but this clown, it's 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 not a good place. When we were so together after that, yeah, tw- you know, 20 years ago, you know, next week, the week after, we yeah. were, you couldn't find a flag, you couldn't find a yellow ribbon, you couldn't find anything. You're not kidding, dude. And uh, to be where we are now. But, you know, it's 20 years. Thank your firemen. Thank your police, your EMTs, your first responders, your military, everybody. The the people that run to chaos when everybody's running from it. You got to make sure you thank them. You know, it's we don't talk politics a lot. Um, And if you know us or I mean, I speak for me personally, a big Trump supporter at the time. And uh, I'm not gonna. Sm- I don't want to smash uh, people for not being or people for being Biden supporters. I think that what I want to say is, you know, you know, reflect and and see. Are you really happy with your choice? Because you can't be. Well, just look past the bullshit part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Listen, whether you supported the guy or didn't support the other guy that lost. Bottom line is. Yeah, I didn't even like some of the shit he said or the way he said it. Sure, he was an abra- he could be an abrasive dick. There was no no two ways, but you knew that going in, right? But we also weren't drone strike. I mean, we drone struck. Yeah, Soleimani, who was a fucking evil of evil evils. We weren't the laughing stock. I just feel like we're very weak right now. We're showing a position of weakness, and that only gives. People that want to knock the superpower off. Sure. Confidence. Well, the thing that's crazy to me, too, is, you know, Trump would fart wrong in the office and people were calling for impeachment. How come you don't hear about impeachment proce- uh, the impeachment process now for the shit he's doing? It should be treason. Yeah. At this point, I mean... <laughs> Whatever. We'll get a knock on our front yeah. door. Let's, let's not you know, the only let's thing focus I can on say, the positive. Yeah, we will. But yeah. the only thing I can say, listen, we're, we're almost to September 11th. After September 11th, back then, like 2002, we knew that the Taliban, we never yeah. heard of them, Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, were in Afghanistan. We went in and we, we pretty much had them mopped up for the most part, right? 
Did you notice that? Notice that dip? Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. The, they already taken over our fucking show? I guess. Um, but what my point being is, did you think two years later you'd be watching them fly our helicopters around and drive our tanks down their streets? Fucking wild. The Taliban with our shit. Wild. That would almost, to me, like if I just dropped here now and didn't know any better and just saw it, I'd be like, we lost? Yeah, no shit. We lost. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, let's get on to our normal stuff. Um, you know, let's get on the higher end of it and the more, uh, fun side of things that we do. Yeah. Our weekly stuff. So, uh, I think it's this one. Time for a very special sports report. Thanks, Ian. You fuck. Uh, why don't you jump in with AEW last night? Dude, um, everything I've... Read this morning and middle of the night when I had to have some toilet time. Um, basically, everything, every, you know, people use like buzzwords and for clickbait and shit. Industry changing. I don't know. It's kind of tough to not think last night was not an industry changing moment for AEW. CM yeah. Punk returns to the ring, uh, has a fucking outstanding match with Darby Allen. Uh, and then to end the show, not Adam, one, not one. Adam Cole, baby, and Brian Danielson, the former Daniel Bryan, both show up. Two stars, so, the hottest free agents. The last the so top far, three hottest free agents so far have all shown up in AEW, and we're saying so far, so far. There's, there's Bray Wyatt and Strowman are still out there, right? Yep. So Strowman's been linked to Impact. I, I think, yeah, but they kind of work together. Don't they do. They? So. I think there's an injury issue there with him. I, I don't know for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, dude, if you're if you're WWE and you're not shitting your pants right now, you're delusional. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we last week was our wrestling show. We kind of went over it. Is Vince ready ang- angling to sell? He you might know? be. But they did sign the. They signed the Olympian. The Olympian, uh, uh, Dan Gabriel. Oh, gosh, we just talked about him a couple weeks ago, too. Yeah, he was actually at SummerSlam, came out into the ring with the female Olympian wrestler. Yeah. And they signed him, so. Uh, so that's good. I mean, they're, they're maybe they're resetting to Vince's true way. They're getting rid of the smaller guys, and they're going back to the, the, it's almost know, their, the characters of the 80s to come back. It's almost that they're going to be the alternative product. Nah. Uh, the production value is still way too high. It is. It is. But, to, again, Tony Khan could buy Vince McMahon, so. Yeah, well, maybe. We'll see what happens. Uh, Yanks dropped back-to-back games to the Orioles? I got to watch it in first-person view yesterday. That bullpen is fucking atrocious. They're they're, they're 20, well, now they're 19 games over five hundred. Uh, They don't stand a, sh- a chance in the postseason. Unless, like, their starter goes eight innings and is up by four or five. <laughs> and that's questionable because yeah. they were up 7-3 yesterday. Up 7-3 and lost. Yeah. That's terrible. Gary Sanchez hit two absolute fucking piss missiles uh, out by us. I mean, both no-doubters. He fucking swung, bang, dropped the bat, watched it. They were, like, that good. Still don't like that guy. He sucks. Uh, is Well, this, to me, shows the epitome of modern-day baseball, I guess. To uh, one third of the Yankees lineup was hitting under two twenty. Yeah, it's their everyday players too. Yep, under two twenty. Under two twenty. Oh, but we want launch angle and exit velo. Joey Gallo, thirty one homers, like seventy RBIs, and he was batting one ninety nine. And they uh, and they like that. Ruggie Odor two oh nine. Gary Sanchez two thirteen. Yeah, it's a joke. Um, but let's fuck wrestling, fuck baseball. College football is back, baby. Yeah, I know you were. I just saw you had posted Saturday night. You were watching Ugh. and extremely happy about it, dude. Um, you said the week is already. It's set crazy. This season crazy. on its ear. The 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 season started Friday night. Yep. North Carolina Tar Heels ranked number ten in the country. Went to Virginia Tech. We had breakfast in Virginia Tech. We did in Blacksburg, Virginia. Right, yep. Blacksburg. Yeah, and. If you didn't see that on Instagram trending or on Facebook, when they came out to, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, fuck, 
uh, Enter Sandman. That's fucking awesome. Like 85,000 people wearing orange and purple. And Bonnet, like, the whole crowd was jumping. College football is back. That's what makes college football fucking awesome. Uh, so I'm just going to go quick. Penn State upsets Wisconsin on the road. They're kind of close to each other, like 15 and 12. Yeah. But they were in Wisconsin. They win that game. Virginia Tech, like I said, upsets North Carolina, wins that game. Georgia beats Clemson. Clemson starts the season 0-1, neutral site, which Clemson is South Carolina. Georgia, you know, in Georgia, obviously. But then they played in Charlotte, North Carolina. Weird. <laughs> kind of weird, right? They played at the uh, Panther Stadium. Okay. Uh, Georgia beats them there, 10-3. Alabama absolutely rolled the U after the U talked all this shit. They were going to blow them out. It was like 31 nothing and a half or something. Uh, Oklahoma barely holds off Tulane. Everybody's uh, singing the praises of Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. I'd never liked the kid since uh, QB1 on Netflix. And in the first half, he was one touchdown, two interceptions. And he's like a junior. And he started an entire season or more. And there were, there was preseason Heisman talk, after right? After Kyler Murray left, he's been the quarterback. Yeah. Like he, that was the, you know what I mean? Yep. Or was there no after the kid that's on the the Eagles right now, Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Okay. So when Jalen Hurts left, so two he's been he's been their quarterback two years now. Um. Yeah, and they're talking Heisman, and I I just don't see it. I don't see it. It's too early. And uh, Notre Dame holds off Florida State in overtime. Big story coming out of Notre Dame uh, that game. Did you see the quarterback that tore his knee to shreds when he played for University of Central Florida? I mean, like, so bad they knew he ruptured an artery in a football game. And Holy shit. Years ago, you know, like two, three years ago. Okay. Doctor saved his life. He came back. He came in in the fourth quarter for Florida State, led the comeback to put him to overtime. No way. Yeah. I think his last name's Mixon, maybe. Something I love like that. comeback stories. Something like that. Yeah, great. It's almost like a Alex Smith kind of comeback story. <clears throat> and then locally, Army won in a route, and the Ithaca Bombers blew out uh, some... I can't remember, Ball State or some shit. Did Hamilton play this week? Hamilton has not played yet. They played this week, coming. That's funny you said ball. Yeah, uh, but in the Ithaca Bombers, sideline was my daughter Journey as the um, athletic trainer. That's what's up. Her assignment was not the field Uh this week. It was the sideline. So every... I learned this, like everybody had different things. You know, like one person handles uh, this, that, whatever. So at six in the morning, I text her. I didn't know you guys were playing today. I would have came up to watch. She's like, "Sorry, Dad, I only got a second. I'm in between taping." At six, in the, you know, she was already starting to tape all the players, get them ready for the game. Damn, that get early. To, yeah, yeah, it's a one o'clock game, but you know, they probably just went. Well, maybe she was doing treatment because they do their treatments in the morning. Gotcha. And then the one o'clock, so she had them taped. Um, so her job was sideline. So when people came off and they needed to get retaped. Uh, she had an AC joint separation that she they, she worked on. A oh, defensive end separated AC joint. Got it back in. Things are cool. Now, a lot of ma- tape jobs. How many kids on a college football roster at home? I think like 80. So that's You know, a probably lot. like their whole JV and they just don't get in. So you've got to actually probably start that early to get that many bodies ready to roll. You're probably taping the top 50. Yeah. You know? Which is still. Still a lot. Now, one interesting thing. You can watch... For all of our fans that listen out there, you can watch on Ithaca Bombers uh, YouTube channel. They do they broadcast the game live on YouTube. Uh, so I saw her. I saw her a few times. But one thing that came out of that game, they said there's a lineman down there, and he's got a, a jug of Gatorade in one hand, and he's eating mustard off of a plate in his other hand. Ew. And I'm like, why? What is going on? Why? What's up with the? Like I I wanted to know why, and they were so. I asked her, I said, what's going on with the mustard? Hold on, let me find her text here. It has lots of sodium to replenish the amount of sodium that they sweat out and prevents cramping. So like pickle juice, they're doing mustard. I'm like, what are we going to start seeing? If I'm a mustard company right now, like gold or something, I'm having mustard on the sidelines everywhere. I'm putting mustard in in football-shaped bottles. Right, yes, absolutely. There's your marketing right there. That's oh it's so wild. So just mustard, Gatorade, mustard, Bro, Gatorade. I can't think about coming off the field, 
sweating, fucking thirsty as shit, and the first thing you take is a squirt of, a squirt of fucking Frenches. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yo, it's weird, but it, hey, it works, obviously. Now, if you steal my idea, Frenches or Golds, you know, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. That's our idea. Or just give us a little kickback, a dollar for everyone, a dollar for everyone you sell. Even 50 cents. 50 yeah. cents, yeah. All right. Um, and then we said we'll do a quick round of our NFL picks for the season. Yep. I'm going to just rip through. You want to just go NFC, like, East, West, Central, North, whatever. Sure. All right. NFC East, New York Giants. Do you think they're the most complete team? Is that why? I do not. I think they upgraded their their line a little bit. Washington, I think, will take a step back quarterback wise. You know, that was a last year was a really funky year. There was no training camps and stuff. So yeah. Ron Rivera, you know, his kind of smash mouth stuff works. And if Barkley's healthy. I don't know. You know, if you can run the ball well, I don't think they're going to be able to throw the ball as much as other teams in that division, and they're going to have to be able to run the ball well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go with the Washington football team. I think the division winner, whoever it is, is only going to be 10 and 8, or what is it? 10 and 7. It would, you know, it's going to be 10 and 7 at best. Okay. I think it's going to be a close division. I'm just going to say Fitzpatrick's leadership and that Washington defense is going to be probably good enough to get that done. Yeah. But that's about it. That They're not my pick to win NFC, though. Just the East. Just the East. Yeah. Just the East yeah. as the East champions. Yep. Uh, the West, Arizona. Uh, concur. You got you got J.J. Watt out there. They've done some things out there that you just, you know, they got Hopkins out there. It's just... Don't fuck up, Kyler Murray. Manage the game, and you're probably going to be the West champions. And, you know, I'm a big numbers guy. Looking at what he did last year, as long as he stays on that steady, slow but steady um, improvement yeah. pattern. He had a good first good. seven games, then he kind of trailed off. Yeah, but yeah, but I think he's going to be fine. I think I agree with that. North uh, Green Bay. I As much as I hate Green Bay and I can't stand Aaron Rodgers, I think he's playing for something to prove and maybe one more big payday elsewhere. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, to me, the other three teams, well, I can't say the other three. The Bears and Lions are works in progress. The Vikings, I don't know. Kirk Cousins, to me, is never going to be that guy. The dad dance. Yep. Uh, the South, Tampa Bay. They return all 22 starters. How do you not say Tampa Bay? And the only here's, – here's my caveat to that. Watch and see what Winston does. Jameis Winston, if old Jim Winston's got his, his, his peepers fixed yeah. and he can throw start, he's a guy that can put the ball downfield. And now you saw in that offense, and I'll, I'll defend Jim Winston in this aspect, he threw for 5,000 yards. He did. and But you saw in that offense, even Tom Brady did not look great when they tried to stretch the field constantly. You and can. that was Arian's offense. And you bitched about it pretty much through the first eight games, and then they turned And then all of a sudden in the playoffs, that w- the playoffs was a Patriots team. It was. It that was, was a Patriot. That was a Tom Brady offense. You saw Gronk back at... Like minimal catches all year, and then in the playoffs, he comes alive. Yeah, and it was like he was back in full football mode at that point. <laughs> yeah. Brady couldn't be touched. Listen, the run- their running game only has to be good enough, and I think it is. Right. You don't need a 1,500-yard back in that offense. They don't have it, but they have two or three guys that can go in and get you 50 yards here, 60 yards there, and that's yeah. going to be enough because he has talent on the on the receiving side of the ball. They're going to be good. Yeah, yeah. And so, But if old Jim Winston and and Pete, Sean Payton can get some figured out, no. I think they're going to be all right. No. Uh, that, that might contend. All right, AFC East. This one was hard for me. Because I know they're coming off of a year where they won. But it's going to be the Bills again. But I think it's going to come down to one of the last couple weeks between them and the Patriots. I know the Dolphins are good. But if Mac Jones is everything that I think he can be in that offense, like yeah. a Tom Brady-esque. Par, um, I almost said Parcells again. Belichick is too good. He's too good of a coach. And they have all them players back that opted out last year. On defense. Yeah, they're going to be strong. Uh, but I'm going to say Buffalo. Yeah. I, I think that they are the team on the rise in the AFC. I think this might be a they got to go through the window now mm-hmm. or else. Like, this is the year they need to take that step 
like Kansas City needed to take that step over to Patriots a yeah. couple years back. But I think this is the, this is it because if they don't get it this time, I think some of the people that are hanging around that would help you out are going to start jumping to other teams for more money. And it becomes a win-now mentality. Listen, yeah. listen, I spent three years here and I didn't win shit. Right. And I'm one payday. I have one good payday left in my career. Where am I going to go? Right, yeah. You're right. All right. AFC West, unfortunately, by default, Kansas City. And I think they're going to take a step mm. back. I'm going to go out on a limb on this one. You say the Chargers. I am. <laughs> Herbert. Yep. Kid's good. Kid is damn good. Listen, I thought about it, and I was just like, oh, their defense isn't that great. And Kansas City, Mahomes is always going to keep you in it. But I, I think they're going to take a major step back. I think what, it, what it's going to come down to, honestly, is their head-to-head matchups. When yeah. they play each other. Because I think you're going to see a very similar uh, win-loss record. Fate. Yeah. That odd 17th game is going to matter so much different. It it's going to be this weird thing this year, I have a feeling. It is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, well, okay, we'll, we'll go on. Uh, AFC North, Browns. Without a doububt, can't go against Baker. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say to win, I'm going to say the Browns. Again, I'm going to also say that's not my pick to win the AFC. It's just the division. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. The Browns. All right. There's a, listen, they're. He showed what they're capable. They're capable of. And what may be the weakest division in in the NFL, the AFC South, Titans. By default. By default. Oh, oh not the Derrick Henry's there, and then who's the receiver they just picked up? Julio Jones. Julio. I mean, come on, dude. So he can take the top off the defense. Now you're creating running lanes. Yeah. You've got the Texans, which are in complete disarray. Yeah. The Colts. I don't think they still know if Deshaun Watson's going to play. I don't know. And then you're stuck with Tyrod Taylor. Um, the Colts. Listen. The Colts got the best line of football, probably. Quentin, uh, what the heck's his name? The, the guard. He got hurt, right? He's hurt, yeah. Yeah. And still got a good line, though. They do. Jacksonville. Jacksonville's, listen, your first-year rookie quarterback. If Gardner Minshew went to the Colts, I would have said the Colts. Yeah, he went to Philly. He went to Philly, which I, I don't know. I don't either. All right, so my champion coming out of the NFC is I think they're going to struggle early, but then I think they're I think they're going to struggle early because of how strong the receiving core is. But I think they're going to get their shit together and realize they're a run first team that opens up all that receiving lanes. Dallas Cowboys through the hard route through the playoffs as a wild card. The hard route they're going to do it. Hmm. They have a shit ton of talent at receiver, tight end. The line's kind of repaired now, finally. Yeah. Their defense is looking better. Um, It's going to come down to their $300 million man. Yeah, can he do it? Can he do it? Or does Cooper Gold Rush come in? Well, what's funny is they're, they're still saying that they don't think Dak is near 100%. I don't know. I, I believe I believe he's going to be all right. I think for the Cowboys to do what you want them to do, Zeke has to touch the ball 280 to 300 times this year. And that's the problem with Cowboy fans and the bullshit that they want. They You had all these people in the NFL giving Dak Rookie of the Year and blah, blah, blah. They didn't realize. If Romo was on that team, I think that team wins the Super Bowl. They were that good. They were that good. Zeke carried the load. Yeah. And it opened up all that intermediate stuff underneath. Yeah. But even you you could see, if you remember that year, I was saying, just let Romo come back in. And he comes in in Philly, and the first play, he takes the top off the defense. You know, until Dak gets that deep threat type stuff going, like deep, deep threat. Yeah. The, the intermediate stuff, they need Zeke. They need their running game to pound the rock. Absolutely. That that's what sets up the pass. Yeah. Um my heart wants to say the Cardinals, but my brain's gonna say Tampa. Until Tom Brady can prove prove that he can't do it, how is he not the favorite? No, I agree. It's it's uh, <laughs> that and that being a Jet fan, uh it stings, but listen, the guy is the fucking goat. There's no doubt. I hundred percent. The only the my my biggest thing is it's hard to go back to back. It is. 
Especially now. But returning 22 starters on a Super Bowl team that won, they are probably the most best equipped equipped returning Super Bowl champion to do it. Yep. In quite a long time. The Rams thought that when they came up against a young kid named Tom Brady. Yeah. All right, my AFC. I'm sticking with my way too early pick. Okay. The Steelers. I honestly feel in the playoffs, in the AFC, in the cold, you have to have a running game. Najee Harris is the guy. The Steelers can run the ball. Big Ben is a fucking tank to take down still. And they re-signed Juju, and they got that swag. They they just they go to work, man. You know what I mean? They're blue-collar. They go to work. Yeah. And in the playoffs, that's what you need. Watching the Browns in the playoffs last year, uh, I think they make that step ahead this year, and they're going to be my pick. They were very close with the Kansas they City. They were very close. And I think this year they're going to step forward, take a step, take that step forward, and get to the get to the big game. So you have Cleveland. Tampa Bay, Cleveland, yep. and I have the old school seventies and nineties uh, Cowboys, Steelers. Yep. Uh, you want to go bold with an MVP pick? MVP, Josh Allen. Okay. Uh, they do it for comeback player of the year, Dak Prescott. They, wait, they do it overall. That's right. Yeah, before the playoffs, though. Okay. Uh, Justin Herbert. Wow. Well, if he gets him to the playoffs and wins the AFC West, then yes. Yeah, he's got... It's got to be a... Josh Allen should have had it last year. He should have. Not... uh, What's his name? Who'd they give it to? Mahomes? Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, that's right. Yeah, Rodgers had a great year. Yeah, but but Josh Allen took a... A team that hasn't been in a playoffs in what? Two decades? Yeah. And he adds the second dimension with he can get it done with his, his legs. legs when he has to. Yeah. Uh, Huge arm talent. Reminds me a lot uh, with the chances he likes to take of a Brett Favre. Yeah. Uh, which can be dangerous. But uh, it's hard to deny that kid can uh, just flat out play the game. Yep. Rookie yeah. of the year. Rookie of the year. Um... Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yo, you got to like what Romo said about that yeah, kid. Hey, everybody's grading him super high with what he's done. He looked good in the I just hate it for the kid in this aspect. New Yorkers are dickheads. They are. So they'll be like, oh, we get promised all this. But again, if you perform in New York, you'll never buy another dinner in your life. It's true. You know? And, gonna, and with that, I'm going to say the NFL's most improved team will be the Jets. Yeah, I mean, what they go from two and whatever. I, listen, uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good year. Yeah, they're saying don't expect a five thousand yard year out of Trevor Lawrence. But if they're he, not there, they're not there. This is more. This is going to be more of a shine on uh, Urban Meyer too. Sure. If Josh Allen or not Josh Allen, if Trevor Lawrence is thirty five hundred yards with a three to one touchdown interception ratio, it's a very good rookie year. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. I'm yeah, good with that. I'm 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 good. Thursday night, Cowboys and uh, Tampa Bay open. Who do you got? Who? Tampa at home. Oh, Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys in typical Dallas fashion will make it very interesting and lose. Okay. But the ratings you watch are going to be through the fucking roof. Oh, people are because dying to watch everybody. Hate, well, they it's the first game. People are dying. Yep. And then you got the te- the. Uh, America's team, which is also America's most hated team. Correct. Most loved and hated team versus America's most loved and hated quarterback. Yep. So. Great way to open. Yeah, yeah, it's a great way to open. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, this week, our post-9-11 favorite memories. We talked a little bit earlier, selling the flags and buying the yellow ribbons yep. and all these things. Uh, it's a little different for us because of where we're located. Yeah. You know, we're New Yorkers. 90 so miles they're, they're, north of the where, epicenter. Yeah. So, um, my number five, New York Jets' first game back after 9-11. They beat the Patriots. Uh, 10-3, divisional game. Patriots were the Patriots at that time. And the Jets were in there uh, with Testaverde and the crew. But I want to make this side note. We saw 
Tom Brady replaced Drew Bledsoe that day. Oh, that's right. Mo Lewis put put uh put Bledsoe out. That was the turnover to Tom Brady. So is Tom Brady really Captain America? Huh. It's very possible. Yeah. Very possible. I have a jet game uh higher on my list. Uh my number five is the window flags that you saw on pretty much every car. Every car. I remember going into the mall parking lot and it eerily reminded me of like uh the the cemetery in DC. Yeah. Because it was a sea of little American flags. Which it should be. For us, that was like the height of patriotism. It's scary that it took such a horrible event to get people to realize, but to me that was like we are united right now. This is that was just And when you, you would think about our life, we are at a very we're twenty five. Yeah. And when you get to our age now, you start looking back like 25 is like the right kind of age to be. Yeah. To understand that, to have a, your emotional response, your everything. Yeah. To how you're going to grow forward, how you're going to plan out your, your, your kids' futures. Yeah. At that, you know what I mean? We were at that age. Uh, number four, and I know it sounds like it's all just sports, but healing come, that was sports was what healed us, right? Sure. Mike Piazza's home run versus the Braves. That's on my list, too. Um, people don't realize the Mets and Braves were always head-to-head, and the Braves were always just every time you thought you had it, they pulled the rug out from under yeah. you. And uh, they're trailing like 3-2, and Piazza absolutely fucking sauces one to like left center off the – off the, uh, there was something out there. Remember the like apple? It, it was it off the apple or was it off like they had like a, I don't know, fucking yeah, the apple out there. and the scoreboard were out there. Scoreboard sure or something. Yeah, right he hit it there. off the apple. And uh, and if there was a roof in, he- it, it blew the sky off. Oh my god! The the absolute, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it just it was the most loudest I've ever heard an outdoor arena sound. Yeah, uh, number four for me. Uh, the first Monday Night Raw, it was the first mass public gathering in the country. Which it would have been like it the was six days, 17th. It was six days later. Yeah. And it was the first, it was in, I believe it was in Houston, Texas. It was the first mass public gathering since 9-11. They totally ditched storylines for the week. The entire locker room came out. Lillian Garcia sang God Bless America. I remember that. Uh there wasn't a dry eye in the arena. There probably wasn't a dry at home watching. Yep. Um, it was just, it was a magical moment. And again, we say, I, I got the same thing. It's, you know, people say, oh, it's fucking wrestling. Yo, it was the first. It, it was more, it's not wrestling. It's not. It's America. It was there. And they took a chance. They could have easily been criticized for only six days out. Right. Doing that show. But Vince made the call. Let's go ahead with it. Let's. This country needs a distraction right now. Let's give it to him. Yep. And aces all around. Yeah. No, I agree. I remember that. Um, number three, David Letterman's um, late night monologue, the first time back. Look it up on YouTube. It's it's witty. It's it's charming. It's raw. It's eloquent for a comedian. Mm-hmm. But it's everything that New Yorkers felt. And, and you know, Leno, Leno's in California at that point. Yep. David Letterman's right there. Yeah. From outside his building, you can see, you know, the, the World Trade Center is down in the city. So it just hit different when you're from here. Yeah. And if you watch that monologue, go on YouTube, watch that monologue, you kind of understand where the country was and where it was. And he said, he said, God damn on the air. And they didn't beep it. He goes, you're telling me religious fervor. That's what they did this for. Religious fervor. He kept saying that. And he goes, tell me, in your lifetime, when you go around your deathbed, is that going to make any goddamn sense? That you did this for religion? 
And, and you know, and it's like you started realizing you're not dealing with that was shit that was never here. Correct. But now it was. Yeah. And tw- yeah. it's it's just it it's a very good um it's a very good lens back into where we were mentally. Yeah. I think as a, if it's something you can get the audio from, uh, maybe we could make it, if it's possible, close the show with it this week, if you can find the audio. Oh, yeah, I could probably do that. I could probably put it on right at the end of this. That'd be great. I'll try and get it up. Um, where are we at? Three? Three. Uh, Piazza's home run. Yeah, I mean, you want to... Talk your side of it. I told my side of it. Yeah. Again, it's uh, being from New York. Um, actually, you know, knowing people that were directly involved and affected and lost their lives. And to see the city uh, come together and have such a dramatic moment by one of the most epic players in the history of that franchise. Um Again, it, 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 it got to distract people from the horribleness of what was going on around them. And it was, yes. It was phenomenal. 100%. Uh, number two, the Budweiser Clydesdale commercial that ran. It ran in the Super Bowl, but it first ran, I think, at the NASCAR race at Dover in the playoffs, which was won by Dale Earnhardt Jr., who was probably the star, biggest star in NASCAR at the time. I remember him having the American flag out with the Budweiser doing mm-hmm. a smoke show. But that's probably a commercial that if you watch it, you still get sad today. They leave, the Clydesdales leave from St. Louis, and they come all the way across the country through the fields and everything, a river and everything, and they come into New York City, and the smoke is still smoking. And it's just like we will never, never forget or something. Right. It was so... It was, like, just empowering. Like, it was one of these fucking holy shit, you know, like, they, that's, these are things, like, you know, if you're a young, younger person and you don't remember this or you weren't born yet and you listen to us now and you're in college, these, these are the things you want to look up that'll give you sight back into what it really was like then and how people were feeling. Yeah. Uh, my number two... <laughs> It's not a specific event. It's it's something that encapsulated the whole time. And it was, to me, capitalized by one specific thing. It was the outpouring of love for the FDNY, the New York Police, the NYPD, and the Metro PD. Or the, um, what was it, the um, Port Authority PD. Port Authority. Uh, and, then cap- and then totally, like, when Major League Baseball, when the Mets and the Yankees both came out with their NYPD and the FDNY hats to symbolize. Yep. And to and the Jets and the Giants did the same thing. Yes, was again. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, was again being a New Yorker, seeing everybody get together and back up and get behind and support and show an outpouring of love for our fellow New Yorkers that first responded. Like you said, when everybody runs away, they're running in, and they lost their lives. Yeah, it, it was it was touching, you know, it was touching, but it, they're the memories you have. Always. Always. I always see that one firefighter where it's like somebody's taking it from stairs above him. Yes. And he's looking back and he's yep. got the helmet on and you're just like, kid's a young kid. And man. his eyes were like silver dollar plates in yeah. that picture. Like, yeah. Like, here we go. Yeah, like this is it. But he's still going up 100 floors to try and save anybody. Absolutely. You know? Uh, and my number one, and I don't know if it's your number one, but if it's not, it maybe not. I don't know. Uh, our president thrown out the first pitch of the World Series in New York, and he fired a fucking strike. Yeah. From the rubber. Yep. With a bulletproof vest on. It was a moment of power. It was a moment of uh, success. It was a moment of... Uh, Relief. It w- it was just there was something magical, and then Jeter hits the walk off. Yeah, that was amazing. My number, Mister November, he became. That he did. Day. My number one uh, is because I was there. It was the Jets' first home game after nine eleven. It was Monday Night Football against the Forty Nine ers. Uh, 
They didn't win, but it didn't matter. Uh, it was still at the old Giant Stadium at the time, and I remember driving down. It was me, uh, a buddy of mine that I worked at United Healthcare with, his sister, and her husband, I think. It was like four of us. And I remember driving down Route 17 in New Jersey, and you can see the full skyline. And you just saw the billowing smoke. And it was two weeks later at this point. Yeah, right, right. Billowing smoke coming out of the pile that were that sat where the towers were. And we get to the stadium and we get inside and we're standing we I, I can't even remember where the seats were. They were upstairs somewhere. But we were standing kind of like in the area where all the concessions and shit are. And a bunch of servicemen came up in uniform and Everybody that was in the hallway there stopped where they were, faced them, and clapped and cheered. And they were so taken back by it. They just, everybody was crying. Uh, And there was a lot of service people in the stadium that night. And it was just, it was an eerie feeling. Blue Cantrell sang National Anthem. I don't know why I remember that. Uh, But... To be in the middle of 70,000 people that were all feeling the same way you were was a feeling I'll never forget. And I bet the national anthem was everybody stood. Everybody. Everybody was fucking dead quiet. And at the end, the ovation was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It It was something that I'll never experience again and never want to on that level of you know, sorrow that went along with it, but it was such a moment of patriotism. It was, it was fucking crazy. It was amazing. Yeah. And that's what it really was. Patriotism. Yep. That's what it really was, was patriotism at its best. Yeah. You know, and it tragedies bring, and you'll hear in that late night with David Letterman, the late show with David Letterman stuff, you'll hear exactly something that happened where, you know, a town of only 1,500 people raised money for New York City. Think about that. Right. Like, there's 1,500 people more yeah. in one apartment building in New York City. Sure. And this little town was raising money so that they had masks or whatever to for the rescue. Yeah. So that's what America does. You come together, you know, and you got to stop these people that are pulling us apart because they're, you got to question why and the why is they're doing it for their own personal gain. Yeah. They're not bringing you together. We need to be brought together. All right. Uh, that's our top five. I know it was a little somber, but it's, it's the 20th anniversary. Yeah. So it is what it is. Um, let's get back to some normalcy. It's time. For the Steel Cage Showdown. All right, Winnie. I like you this. didn't know it was coming. I like this. Had no idea the Steel like Cage this. Showdown was coming. They can go everywhere with this. I like yeah, this. Yeah, uh, Steel Cage Showdown. This week, cartoon characters. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. First up, Scrappy-Doo versus Heathcliff. Both rumblers. Yeah. Let me at him as a, a scrappy do, and everybody hated him. <laughs> he, but Heath Heathcliff was yeah he had his little his little gang. No, no, you're thinking of his buddy that was riffraff. Oh, well, riffraff. Heathcliff was an orange cat that right. was brutal. Yeah, he beat up the big dog and all that. Hmm. I gotta go with the energy level and the the fieriness of Scrappy Doo. Really? Yeah. I'm going to take Heathcliff. Okay. Well, Scrappy Doo was a, he was still small. Yeah. So size wouldn't factor in. And Heathcliff, cats got great reflexes. They do. You know, he give them them skippity paps and then it's over. But Scrappy's <laughs> got that fucking never. Yeah, the big barrel chest. Oh, he did. But Scrappy's <laughs> got that never say die. Yeah. Attitude. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the under, I think the, the underdog. Yeah. On this one, I'm going to go with Scrappy. Okay. Uh, number two is a tag match. Okay. Phineas and Ferb. Versus Beavis and Butthead. 
No, Phineas and Ferb are going to fuck them up. And I love Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> they they couldn't no, fight, though. There ain't no way they could fight. The only thing was they beat the shit out of each other. They hit each other with baseball bats <laughs> and, and the TV and slapped each other senseless. Uh, 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 yeah, no, no. Phineas score! Ferb, yeah. No, they're going to curl up in fetal position and get the shit kicked Phineas and Ferb are going to design some kind of contraption and whoop their ass. Oh, it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next up on the card, Fred Flintstone versus... Peter Griffin. Oh, shit. It's a heavyweight fight. Peter can take punishment. We've seen it. Um, and all through his battles with... Uh, who the The fuck? chicken. The chicken. Uh, but he always got fucked up. I don't know if I've ever seen Fred in a fight. So I'm just trying... I was trying to think of how... Who, Fred's the big, the big construction guy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Fred... He, Isn't he, fat and drinking beer. He motors his car with his feet. Yeah, like he's powerful. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Fred on that. Fred's one. Fred's a husky fellow. He's yeah. not fat. Pete's fat and beer drinking. He sits yeah. in an office. Fred's operating a dinosaur crane, bro. Yeah, that to me that's like a Rock <laughs> McFoley thing where yeah. he's just gonna have to pound him into fucking mercy. Salt. <laughs> he's not gonna quit. Peter right. will never quit. Yeah. But he's going to be totally mutilated by the end of it. Now is Peter like a, a beer or two in? So he's like, you know, kind of limber. Yeah. Then, then, then I'll have a better chance. He'll have a better chance. I just think the, the sheer amount of punishment and the strength of Fred Flintstone comes out on top. All right. This next one's hard, man. Cause there's a lot of them. This one's more like a, this one's more like a survivor series type or maybe even bigger. Okay. The Smurfs versus the Snorks. Oh, where, where are they fighting? Fictional cage. Half water, half land. Are we limiting the number of Smurfs? Well, let's just say it's even. Let's so like just say it's like 10. 10 on 10, yeah. That's a big... Because, yeah, there was a bunch of Smurfs, but you really only knew like eight. Yeah. And how many were tough? Probably the the mean one. <laughs> the the, the yeah. one. Yeah. Hmm. The Smurfs, if you really think about it, they were like a cast of wrestlers. You had Smurfette, who was like Sonny. Oh, said. yeah. And then you had like... Uh, Papa Smurf. Papa was like Smurf. Vince. Yeah, and then you had the uh, the guy with the vanity Smurf who was kind of like Adrian Adonis. Or Rick Martell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were kind of like... Yeah, they were. Uh, and the Snorks, though, they had some athleticism to them. Yeah, and they had to live in the big, wide ocean. Yeah, and they still lived. And they still lived. Snorks. You're taking the Snorks? I'm taking the Snorks. All right. The last one, is, uh, it's like... I don't know where to go with this one. The Muppet Babies. Now, this is only... Uh, before... Before... Let's be... What? I forgot to say this way back in the beginning. This is only round one of cartoon characters. Because okay. there's so many. There are. We we haven't even gotten into, like, superhero cartoons or anything. like This is just, like, the first, the first version of the Cartoon Wars. Muppet Babies versus the Care Bears. Hmm. Well, Care Bears got the, all they got their the magic powers that shoots out of their chest. Yep. They can use that, right? Yeah. But the Muppet Baby's got an animal. They do have animal. Hmm. And they got Beaker. <laughs> they got and they got the what's his name? The green guy, the the doctor. Uh Fuck, man, that's tough. And Gonzo. Gonzo's pretty crazy. That's tough. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'll have to go. Uh, just because the variety, I think I'm going to have to go with the Muppet Babies. Yeah, they. I mean, they have, if they went crazy. I, I thought, my, my thought was the Care Bears probably pull it off because, like, because they're bears? They could emotionally destroy you. Well, that's the thing. They, like, one could hit you with the, like, happy thing, and the next one could hit you with the sad thing. And, you, and you're all fucked you're up. You're just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he hit, and then the good luck guy hits you with the bad luck charm. <laughs> but then Animal could lose his shit and just shred them. Yeah. But they could just hit Animal with happy, and all of a sudden he's just not, he's not crazy anymore. Oh, he's calm. Man. All right. So we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, go, I'll take them up. Or do you say it's that. a push, a double count out? Can we go to a draw? We could go to a draw, and we could have a second match where you really think about it. All right. Let's do that. I'm going to go to a draw. You're going to go a we'll push We'll revisit here? this. Yeah, this is going to be a push right now. All right. I, only because I want to see 
what Care Bears there are and what their powers are, that may actually change my decision. Well, again, you'd probably have to limit it to so many. Like a five-on-five. Five. Like a five-on-five. Five, take the five best Muppet Babies and the five best okay. of anything. I got a bonus for you. Okay. Lion-O. Okay. Versus He-Man. Because remember, they both tra- they would both transform. transform based upon their swords. Yes. Um, do you go to Lionel because he is part lion, part human, or do you go to He Man because he has I probably the lean Dutch towards Lionel. I probably lean towards Lionel because if you really think He Man was, and and even his uh, tiger was Crin- were, cringer. cringer. They were just they were they were wimps. He had the Dutch boy haircut yeah. for fuck's sake. Although, circling back to sports for a second, <laughs> the Dutch boy haircut came through my my, my boy Patty Pimlet by knockout in the first round. Nice. In his UFC debut. Uh, now I'm going to go Lino. Okay. Because then he turns into Lino Richie. And he goes, <laughs> all night, all night long. Let's, the sort of almost rocks. Yeah. All right, GMAC throwback time. And this year, this week, this day, we are going back to 2002. Oh, okay. 2002. We're coming off because this was late in the year, 2001. Okay. Yep. And I wanted to see where we went in 2002, what happened. Okay. All right. NFL champions, the Patriots beat the Rams. And what made me realize that in a year coming, well, that was a 2001 season, but it was a 2002 Super Bowl. Some, a team called the Patriots upset the Rams. And the Patriots, the Rams got announced like, you know, if you watch the Super Bowl, they would go like defense and they would go one at a timeout. Yeah. The Patriots got announced as a team. Was that Kurt Warner still? That was Kurt Warner. Okay. But Tom Brady let him down and Venetary kicked the field goal. That to was, win that. That was their first I was Super saying that Bowl. was number one. That was number one. Uh, the NBA, the Lakers swept the Nets in four games. Shaq and Kobe. MLB, uh, the Angels went seven games and they beat the Giants, San Francisco Giants. NASCAR, Tony Stewart was the champion. And in the NHL, the Red Wings beat the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. That was 2002. All right. Uh, eggs cost a dollar three. Damn, that was cheap. Milk cost $2.72. Always expensive. Gas was a dollar sixty. The median house cost was two hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars. A lot of prices went, inflation went up after because yeah. we went to war. Yeah. Uh, the average salary was forty-two thousand dollars. A car, which it was a Toyota Camry, it was the number one selling car, and it sold for twenty-two thousand um, dollars. The songs, the top songs for that that. Late 2001, 2002 kind of year was um, Nickelback, How You Remind Me, Eminem, Lose Yourself, Nelly, It's Getting Hot in Here, Linkin Park, It's the End, um, Avril Lavigne, Complicated, Five for Fighting, Superman, and Creed, My Sacrifice. And if you think about that, My Sacrifice, it's it's a lot of... You know, and I hate Creed, but that was a great song. It was a lot of people don't understand. And then the movies—a pretty good year for movies. I'm Go su- ahead. I'm surprised the song didn't make the list. Was Toby Keith, "The Angry American"? Um, I don't think it was called "Angry American," but proud to be courtesy American. of the red, white, and blue. Red, white, courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't, it, it may have came out later in that year. You know what I mean? It depends on when it yeah. came out to yeah. how it works. It may have came out like when we actually went in into and started fighting. That could be. Might have been more like 2003. Okay. Because that's when we like got into Iraq more, Afghanistan more. Yep. Uh, movies, pretty good year for the movies. And, and those aren't all, they're just some of the ones that stood out. Yeah. Spider-Man. Star Wars Episode 2. Ugh. Harry Potter, Chamber of Secrets. Yep. Big Fat Greek Wedding. Okay. Austin Powers, Gold Member. Ice Age. Sweet Home Alabama. Um, 
The Born Identity, Eight Mile, Black Hawk Down, Catch Me If You Can, Jackass, The New Guy, and Van Wilder. Oh, good, good year for movies. That's a, that was a good chunk of movies right there. Catch Me If You Can was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Love phenomenal. that movie. Had two of the probably biggest stars of the time in it. Caprio and Hicks. Caprio and Hicks, yeah. Man, that's that was a fucking awesome movie. But the, the, it's a that you can see that was like a bounce back healing kind of year. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, fam, you know, there's a lot of comedy in there. Spider Man, though, like how the Matrix slowed it down. Spider Man did that release action, kind of like he was here and then boom, yep. gone. That was an amazing movie for its time. Absolutely. The the Toby Toby McGuire Spider Man, yep. yeah. Harry Potter was just taken off. Sweet Home Alabama is probably one of my favorite rom-coms that we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, Eight Mile with Eminem. Awesome movie. Black Hawk Down kind of brought you back. Like, that's gut-wrenching. Yes. This is what, what's happening. Born Identity, it, it, it was our version of James Bond kind of. With yeah. less cool shit. Yeah, like, not, not a huge fan of the franchise. I mean, it was okay. The first one was good. Yeah. Where he puts that fucking pen through the dude's hand. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty badass. Um... The new guy, it, listen, you see Elijah Dushku on a fucking mechanical bowl with just a, a do-rag tied around her. DJ Qualls is funny as shit. That was her trying on the bikinis at the at the store. Oh, oh God. And Van Wilder might be one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Van Wilder was hysterical. Do you remember when he goes in the basketball thing and the deaf basketball coach is talking? He goes, good thing I'm deaf. I can't hear all the booze. <laughs> <laughs> Did Van Wilder, was that the one that had that really hot chick that had, like, the Cockney accent? That was the second one. The second one. Oh, my God. Yeah, she, she was hot. smoking hot with big hands. That one, the first one had, um, it was Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds yeah. with Tara Reid. Okay. And and Raj, uh, no, Taj McCreth, uh, Taj something, but he, I just want to eat one American pink taco. <laughs> that was That's how he got the job. And they had the... Uh, the Rise of Taj came off of that. That was the second one with yep. the Cockney Girl. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, no. Uh, very, very good movies. Very good year for them. Yeah. Uh, a bounce back year coming off of a tragedy. Yeah. Um, Again, we were like this, though. We were. We were like this. And I don't want a tragedy, but I want us back like this. Yeah. Celebrate your differences. Don't fucking, don't use them as a crutch. Listen, the 20 year, 20 year anniversary can, can be viewed as reviewing the tragedy or reviewing what the tragedy inadvertently because I say inadvertently because obviously the assholes that did it didn't want it to happen but what the, what the tragedy inadvertently did was bring us together as people yes what I what I really hope does not come of this this weekend this 20th anniversary is if somebody in Congress, or the Senate, or one of these asshole politicians says we deserved it, they better be run out. They, oh they better be run the fuck out. Did you see that? Because they're blazing. They're bold, these people right now, and the shit they talk. Did, it's ridiculous. Did you see that he Biden declassified all the 9-11 documents? Yeah. So I think, I don't know, he's trying to, trying to gain support by doing that. Like... Bro, this is this is everything let me done, fix the fuck up. You can't. You're not going to undo uh, a parade, a military parade going through Afghanistan with our shit. No, sir. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's time. It's time for some healing. Uh, if if you're in the military and you hear this, we support you. Absolutely. Uh, the Outlaw Blitz stands behind people that just want to do the right things. Our first responders. Like I said, the people that run the chaos when everyone runs away, uh, not everybody can do that job. And thank God we have people like you. And yeah. Thank you. Um, it's time to be. It's time to for America to heal. It's time to be fun. It's time to be forget forget all the bullshit. Let's let's get back to being good people. Have some fun. Have some laughs. Listen to some good music. Let's just get out there and do it. Yeah. And it's time for all that. But on Thursday night. It's time for football. Yeah. And uh, parents, don't send your kids to Bishop Sycamore High School because it does not exist. No. We'll touch on that more next week. Yeah, we'll save that week. for sports. Yeah, next week. But, uh, Winnie, why don't you 
Try not to fuck this up and take us home to a point where I have David Letterman loaded up, ready to rock uh, that monologue I talked about. So why don't you send us to David Letterman? All right, I'm going to do it different this week. On behalf of the Outlaw Blitz, GMAC and Winnie, to all of our first responders and to all of our military, we say thank you, good job, we support you, and we love you. Thank you very much. Welcome to the uh, Late Show. Uh, this is our uh, first show uh, on the air since uh, New York and Washington uh, were attacked. And uh, I, I need to ask your uh, patience and, and indulgence here because uh, I want to say a few things. And uh, believe me, sadly, I'm not going to be saying anything new. And in the past week, uh, others have said what I will be saying here tonight far more eloquently than I'm equipped to, to do. But uh, if we are going to continue to do shows, um, I just need to hear myself talk for a couple of minutes. And so um, that, that's what I'm going to do here. Um, it's terribly sad here in, in New York City. Uh, we, we've lost 5,000 fellow New Yorkers, and you, you can feel it. You can feel it. You can see it. It's terribly sad. Terribly, terribly sad. And watching all of this, I wasn't sure... Uh, that I should be doing a television show because for, for 20 years we've been in, in the city making fun of everything, making fun of the city, uh, making fun of my hair, making fun of Paul, well. <laughs> so to come to this circumstance that is so desperately sad, I, and I don't trust my judgment in, in matters uh, like this, uh, but I'll tell you the reason that uh, I am doing a show and the reason I am back to work is because of uh, Mayor Giuliani. Twenty years that we've been here in New York City, we've worked closely with the police officers and, and the firefighters. And... And, and fortunately, uh, most of us don't really have to think too much about what these men and women do on a, on a daily basis. And, and the phrase, New York's finest and New York's bravest, you know, did it mean anything to us personally, firsthand? Well, maybe, hopefully, but probably not. But boy, it means something now, doesn't it? They, they put themselves in harm's way to protect people like us. And the, the men and women from the firefighters and the police department who are lost are going to be missed by this city for a very, very long time. And, I, and my hope for, for myself and everybody else, not only in New York but everywhere, is that we never, ever take these people for granted. Absolutely never take them for granted. I just want to uh, go through this, and again, uh, forgive me if this is more for me than, than it is for people watching. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but uh, I just I, I have to go through this. I'm, uh, the, the reason we were attacked, the reason these people are dead, the, these people are missing and dead, and, and they weren't doing anything wrong. They were living their lives. They were going to work. They were traveling. They were doing what they normally do. Uh, as I understand it, and, and my understanding of this is vague at best, uh, another smaller group of people stole some airplanes and crashed them into buildings. And, and we're told that they were uh, zealots uh, fueled by religious fervor, religious fervor. And if you live to be a thousand years old, will that make any sense to you? Will that make any goddamn sense? <sighs> I'll tell you about a uh, thing that happened last night. Uh, there's a town in Montana by the name of Shoto. It's about 100 miles south of the Canadian border. And I know a little something about this town. And it's 1,600 people, 1,600 people. And it's a, a, an, an ag business community, which means farming and, and ranching. And Montana's been in the middle of a drought for, I don't know, three years. And, and if you got no rain, you can't grow anything. And if you can't grow anything, you can't farm. And if you can't grow anything, you can't ranch because the cattle don't have anything to eat. And that's the way life is in this small town, 1,600 people. Last night at the high school auditorium in uh, Shoto, Montana, 
they had a rally, uh, home of the Bulldogs, by the way. Uh, they, they had a rally uh, for New York City, and not just a rally for New York City, but a rally to raise money, to raise money for New York City. And, and if that doesn't tell you uh, everything you need to know about the, the spirit of the United States, then uh, I can't help you. I'm sorry. And I have one, one more thing to say, and then, uh, thank God, Regis is here, so we have something to make fun of. Uh, if, if, you, if, you didn't, if you didn't believe it before, and uh, it's easy to understand how you might have been skeptical on this point, if you didn't believe it before, you can absolutely believe it now. New York City is the greatest city in the world.